morning. Thank you, Cindy. Lovely. All righty. I can see you now. Hello. Um, my family and I have just been away um, for these last couple of weeks. We went up to Queensland. Every year we drive up there. Um, and one of the favorite things that we do when we're up there is that we catch up with friends of ours. Um, every year when we go, we just spend a day or two seeing these people. And whenever I think of life hacks, I think, well, who does these things? And I think of this friend. Because every time we go up there, there is something new that she's doing in her life. Whether it's that she takes her snap lock bags, and I don't know whether she turns them inside out or not, but she puts them on her glass splashback. And when they're dry, they fall off and she can put them away. Whether it's that she bought one time these amazing slushy things, like slurpy things, and um, you put stuff in them and then put them in the freezer at some point, and when you squeeze them a lot, they turn them into ice things. It was revolutionary. We didn't buy those. Um, whether she gets out of bed at a different time for a different routine, whether she does her, organizes her diary in a different way, whether she's doing a different diet, there are always new things in this friend's life, and it is so fascinating because she has decided that she wants a better life. And so she's looking for things constantly that will make her life better and easier. As Jonah said, this um, whole month and last month with looking at this idea of life hacks, all those little things that make our lives just that little bit easier, just that little bit better. And we've looked at quite a few so far. At first, we looked at this idea of declutter and clearing out things. And the life hack, as Bron spoke, was fasting. Then we looked at the life hack of detox. And Matt spoke, and we thought about this idea of self-control and accountability, things like that. Last week, Steve spoke on this whole idea of redefine and fresh parameters, and the life hack from last week was Bible memorization. And as we've heard already, today we're thinking about this idea of reboot fresh practices. Our car has one of these built-in GPS screen things on the front. I know no technical words. Giving me a word reboot that's got technical ideas is a really bad idea. I've got words underlined here that might be technical. (laughs) Um, But we have a car, and it has this. This is our screen. I took a photograph. And um, and that's what it looks like. And so if you want to fiddle with the radio or you want to put in an address, you touch this screen, and and it happens. (laughs) Magic. And... um, but our car's about eight years old, and last year um, it decided this screen to not behave itself very well, and it was almost like whatever is behind the screen was just dropping slightly. So you couldn't just push in the middle of the button. You had to put just slightly lower than the button, and as time went by, just slightly lower than the button, as time went by, just slightly lower than the button. And we were all right with this, other than our biggest problem, because when you turned the engine on, At the bottom of the screen was the OK button. And when something's already at the bottom, it doesn't have very far to go to slip off the bottom. And so we'd press lower and lower. We weren't learnt the very best place to push. And in the end, I'm getting my long nail down under the silly plastic bit, trying to push. Because... And then it stopped because otherwise you're left with this screen day or night, driving with it saying, OK... No, I'm not okay. I can't even turn it off because you have to press okay to be able to turn it off. But we decided 
we'd do something about it. Because we were about to drive to Queensland and we needed this GPS. Um, and so we decided not to pay the extortionate amount of money to get a new one. We decided to get it rebooted. And so I drove to some place, I don't know where I went, and sat for hours as they took out the bit that they needed and they plugged in all the plugs that they needed to do to it. And they um, reloaded the operating system. <laughs> They gave this thing a complete overhaul. So after a few frustrating hours, um, I drove out of there and it worked as good as new. And now it's okay. Okay. And it meant that then we could drive to Queensland and we could rest and be re-overhauled ourselves, have our operating systems reloaded and be rebooted ourselves. Our life hack for today as we think about this whole idea of rebooting Our life hack is reflection, reflection, because I think that reflection is how we reboot ourselves, our lives. Our culture has completely caught up and become very um, happy with this whole idea of reflection. Um, If you think about education, if you um, put it in Google, there's masses on um, reflection. I'm sure, Troy, you've been reflecting a lot as you've been doing your studying, and the um, if you're just doing a task and that's it, your level, your level of learning isn't as deep as if you actually reflect on it and reflect on other areas of your life and how they tie into it. If you go onto Google as well and type in reflection, you get masses of these life coaches and well-being blogs and things that tell you fantastic tips on how to reflect. I rather liked this quote that came from one of them. It says, let me move this so I can actually see the screen here. <laughs> It is so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day aspects of your life and forget to pause. That song before was so perfect for this. You forget to pause, self-reflect, and look at the bigger picture. Slowing down and taking time to think about your life is extremely helpful in creating a better sense of who you are, who you want to be, and how you will get there. There are so many benefits to reflection, loads and loads of them. It increases, if you stop and reflect on your life and look back, it increases your self-awareness. You're aware of your emotional stuff going on inside you, how you cope. You're aware of your strengths. You're aware of your weaknesses, what drives you, your personality to some degree. And this not only helps you cope if there's change or events happen in your life, but it actually helps you deal with other people better as well. It helps you to gain a clearer perspective because you step back and you look um, at the whole picture, not just the little um, bit that you're stuck in. It helps you, as I said, in education to gain a deeper level of learning. It says you grow in integrity because generally in reflection, you come to a point of thinking about your core values and you try and um, shift your life a bit so that um, you're living those core values. So as long as your core values are pretty good, then it grows your integrity. And also it gives you that space to stop and be able to have ideas um, and be creative as well. There are loads of tips about how to reflect. Most of them involve a piece of paper and a pen. I wish Stu McCartney was in here because I would say it is good for you to write with a pen and a piece of paper. And lots of them, men and women, talk about the benefit of journaling to do that. But you don't have to journal. But pen and paper is good. I found a really good um, 
website thingy called lifehack.org. And it had some really good tips. I know, absolutely hopeless. Um, And these are some really good tips for what to actually do when I stop and reflect. So this one says, stop. Take a step back from life or a particular situation. Look. Identify and get perspective on what you notice and see. Listen. Listen to your inner guide, that innate wisdom that bubbles up when you give it time and space to emerge. Act. Identify the steps you need to take moving forward to adjust, change, or improve. This website also has these wheels. It may be that you've looked at things like this before. I've done this on retreats years ago, um, where you actually divide your life. This is how they've divided it. You can divide yours however you like. But um, you divide your life into these segments, and then you actually give yourself a score out of 10 on them. Um, so you may say, well, career and money, um, I'm going to give a four to. And then you decide, well, actually, am I happy with that? You may be completely happy with living on a four for career and money because that's not your priority. But you may discover you also have a four in home and family. And maybe for you, that's not good. Maybe you go, actually, my home and family need to score better. So what changes can I um, put into my life to make that better? I think um, the one on the right is actually possibly for colouring in. So if you like colouring in, maybe that's the one for you. But whatever, whoever you are, reflection is really good for your health. It's really, really important. What about for those of us here that are followers of Jesus? I think that reflection isn't just good for us. I think it is absolutely essential as we follow Jesus. And by that reflecting, I'm talking about pausing and stopping and breathing, as that song said, and pondering in conversation with God. If we choose to follow Jesus, then we're choosing to live our lives as God created us to be, which is in relationship with him, which is um, choosing to reflect him, not better word, to shine him or reveal him into the world around us. And therefore, we are joining with him to transform this world for good. We can't do that if we don't actually stop and reflect. Because if we do it just without stopping and reflecting, it's our own strength. It's our own knowing. It's our own doing that it all comes from. And that is exhausting. It's not sustainable and it probably won't last. It's certainly not how we're made to live. Over this month, this topic, we've been looking at a letter written in the Bible to a group of early um, followers of Jesus. The letter is Colossians, and Paul writes in it. And this is what he says. This is where we're up to in this passage. Oh, there it is. These are the clothes you must put on then, since God has chosen you, made you holy, and lavished his love upon you. You must be tender-hearted, kind humble, meek, and ready to put up with anything. You must bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against someone else, you must forgive each other. Just as the master forgave you, you must do the same. On top of all of this, you must put on love, which ties everything together and makes it complete. Sometimes we hear um, in the media or from friends or whatever complaints against Christianity, against following Jesus. And the complaint is often that it stops you doing things. Uh, People are against it because it's too hard. Because if you choose to be a Christian to follow Jesus, you have to give up this and give up that and give up all these things. 
But I actually find myself, and I wonder whether it's um, many of us, actually often the hardest things to do are not what we have to take off and stop doing, but are actually the things that we have to put on, the things that we have to choose to do. Knowing that in our lives, we actually have to choose tender-hearted, kind, humble, meek, ready to put up with anything, even when we're tired, even when we're really busy that we have to choose to forgive again and again and again, maybe when there's something inside of us screaming for revenge. It's hard. And that we have to choose to put on love over all things. It's too hard. It's too hard if we are not stopping and taking time to be rebooted and taking time to plug ourselves into God Because when we do that, he reminds us who he is and how amazing and powerful and able he is. He reminds us of who we are. He reminds us of the lives that he's called us to live. And he reminds us of those he's called us to love. When we stop and reflect on these things, it allows the spirit that we have inside of us to tune into the Holy Spirit that can live inside of us from God to. It is vitally important. So how can we do this rebooting? How can we reboot our systems and spend time in our lives so that our lives are better? And that's not just better for ourselves, but better for those around us in our near world and in our far world. Well, when do we reflect? Let's think a little bit about reflection. The aim is to get into a habit of reflecting. It's all about a habit. So there's loads of times to reflect. But it's really good occasionally to stop and do a really big reflection. And that may be annually. Maybe that's at New Year. That seems to be a common time. Or when you go away on holiday or your birthday, if that's not too busy a time. Maybe monthly and weekly, if you ever look ahead at the week or the month, maybe at that time you need to actually look back on the month and the week that were to stop at some point in a day and reflect on the day that you've had. But also um, moments will arise in our lives. Something goes right, something goes wrong. And it's really good to stop and reflect on that when we're unsettled, when we're lacking that peace inside of us to stop and reflect too. And what to do in those times. I think the key to reflection other than the stopping, is to ask lots and lots of questions. I think for those moments when we actually want to stop once or twice a year and do that really big reflection, these circles are actually a fantastic thing to do. They're really good to actually bring them before God and go, actually, God, what do you think? How do you say I'm going with my personal growth? What about my character, God? Is there anything you want to show me and reveal to me in that? God, what about in all of these areas of my life, am I loving really well? Am I loving you and loving other people really well in each of these? Asking all those questions. Am I revealing you to the world around me in all of these? To reflect upon them and then make decisions for change so that we can change. 
There's one in particular I want to look at, which actually suits whether we're looking back over a whole month, whether we're looking back over a whole week, whether we're looking back daily. If you've um, looked at this before, we've um, just changed it very slightly. Um, It's about 500 years old, this beautiful prayer of exam. And it's not an exam. It's just looking at yourself and thinking and reflecting, looking back. We've had one that we've given out on cards, but we've just slightly changed the order. And I have a copy of this. So if you want to come and grab one for me afterwards, do. But let's look at it. This excellent way to reflect. Number one, to stop, breathe, as the song said, and become aware of God's presence. Because he is present with us, but just to be aware of him. Number two, to review our day with gratitude. He has given us, as we sung as well, the very breath that we breathe. Our life is a gift from him. So can we look back over the day or the month or the week and can we just show gratitude for what he's given us? And then probably the biggest chunk of this prayer of examine is to actually review your day. You ask God, please let your Holy Spirit just shine a light on the things that you wanted me to notice in my day. And it's a really good thing to ask questions in this. Here are just some examples. God... What do you want to show me about today? Because you're looking for what stands out. What habits and life patterns do I notice? When did I love? When When did I give love? When did I receive love? When did I reflect you? When did I deny you? Have I forgiven as you have forgiven me? When did I have the greatest sense of belonging? When did I feel most alone? When did I feel fully, most fully myself, least myself? And you find that things stand out to you. You find maybe you discover actually good things. Or maybe you discover things about your character like, I'm actually more judgmental than I realized. And then you actually write yourself a question. God, have I gone through the way judging people? Or have I been gracious in every encounter I've met? You choose different things and you write your own questions and ask your own questions. And you reflect looking back. And then when you know what has stood out to you, you've got that moment that has stood out to you, you pray, you stay in that awareness of God and you pray looking back and then you pray looking forwards. In praying looking back, you're thinking about your response. Well, if this stands out, what's my response to this? Do I need to seek forgiveness from somebody? Do I need to pray for someone? Do I need to worship and just be more thankful than I've already been for my day? And then you pray looking forwards. Okay, what is actually my resolve? What am I going to do from this? And then you pray for whatever you need. God, I'm going to need strength to do this. God, I'm going to need incredible patience to do this. God, I'm going to need your wisdom for me to do this. Whatever it is you need, you pray that God will give you these things. I've got a few of those things written down on a piece of paper, so come and find me afterwards, and we'll get more printed out. And we will be highly recommending this as a way to stop and reflect on life. Because this prayer, I believe, is absolutely life-changing, just as any moment that we stop and pause and reflect with God is absolutely life-changing. Another of my very favorite things about going to Queensland and seeing my Queen of Life Hacks friend is that we reflect together. We never say, let's reflect together, but we chat 
and talk and talk and talk, ignoring the children, ignoring the husbands. We just talk and talk. And in doing that, we're reflecting. I'm hopeless at staying in contact with people. So often we've had very little contact for the whole year. And we get together and we go over what have our highs been. We love talking about the adventure of the life with God. And that is what we talk about. Highs, lows, challenges we've had, um, things that we've done, things that have gone well. All these things come out as we spend this time together talking. And I'm a verbal processor. And so it really helps me sometimes to process and um, reflect in this way with other people because things stand out. I was talking just um, these last couple of weeks and I was completely struck by my utter stubbornness and refusal to set my alarm before seven o'clock in the morning. I, I won't do it. I won't. Children say, I need to be there at this time. Oh, well, you have to ask your dad. <laughs> it's terrible. I just refuse to do it unless it's really urgent and really rare. And so I've had to do a bit of processing about that uh, because I love slow mornings, and yet I'd rather rush then set my alarm before seven o'clock. It's very strange. But tomorrow morning, I am not going to have a morning of rush. My alarm is going at 6.30. 6.30. So if I look haggard next week, you will know why. <laughs> because in that moment of reflection, I thought, actually, I, I need slower mornings. I need more quality time with God in the mornings. And so my alarm is going to go a little bit earlier. We'll see how it goes. Why is it essential to reflect, to choose to live life better? As we look at this verse back in Colossians, it is absolutely essential that we pause with God because God loves us and he lavishes and lavishes and lavishes his love upon us. So we need to be with him. It is essential that we pause and reflect and stop with him because if we choose to follow him, we're his. We're part of his people. We are his and he is ours. I am his and he is mine. This is why we do this. We're going to have some communion now. So band, you might want to make your way back up. Thanks. Communion is such a beautiful time for reflection. It is a really good time to stop and reflect on God's unbounded love for us. This love that um, was poured out by Jesus dying on the cross. So that all the things that separate us from God, idolatry, rebellion, sin, death, all those things were dealt with. So that we can know God. So we can know his love. We can know his presence with us. We can know his guidance for us. And so as we stop and have communion and take the bread that represents his body and take the juice in the cups that represents his blood, we stop and we reflect. And so we're going to have some words up and I'd really encourage you to do this reflection during um, the communion time now. You can choose when you go and get your juice and bread. You may decide, I'm going to go and get them at the start and then do this reflection. Or you may decide, I'm going to get them halfway through. It's absolutely up to you when you go. There's a few tables, one, two, three, around the place. So make your way to one of those. But we're going to do a little bit like that end bit of the exam and pray looking back and pray looking forwards. And the first bit will come up because we'll get the lyrics as well of the song. And then the second bit will come up. 
So first of all, can I encourage you, pray looking back. So to reflect for a moment on his body broken for you and his blood spilt for you. And then to ask God, God, show me when I have lived in a way that wasn't pleasing to you. Search me and find anything in me that might offend you. How have I separated myself from you? And maybe that nothing comes to mind at all, and that's absolutely fine. But if something pops into your mind, respond to that. Say that you are sorry for that. And then either go and get the cup and the bread, or you may have done that already, but spend a moment eating the bread, drinking that juice, and being thankful because God forgives and forgives and forgives. And then... Shift your thinking to pray looking forwards. Thank God for the new start that he gives us every time. And ask him to show you, well, how can I live now? Is there something that I actually need to do in response to this that you've shown me? And then have resolve. What will, your, um, will, what will that look like in your life? So if I'm aware of something, if I make a change, what will that then look like in my life? And ask him for the help that you will need for that. And then when this morning is finished and you've had your sausage in the courtyard and have some great chats with people, go and do that thing. Go and do that thing. Find out when it is that you are going to reflect. I'm going to pray. And when I finish praying, I'll sit back down. These guys will sing. And then whenever you're ready, come up and take these things. So I'm going to pray. Talk to God. You're most welcome to join me or to listen in. God, I thank you for your love that you lavish on us. Thank you for Jesus dying so that we can know you, so that we can come close to you. Please help us in this moment now to just pause. If we don't know you at all, I pray that maybe you'll just give us a glimpse of yourself. If we choose to just stay in our seats, which is completely fine if this is new to us, then God, I pray that you will still just show us things in our mind. Just speak to us. For those of us that follow and know you, I pray that you will guide our thinking, that we will go away from this place, resolved to know you more, to be changed by you, and to love you. Amen.